0: Good evening everyone. Welcome back to our service this evening. Uh, I'm going to be looking at one of the miracles of Jesus in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19 and the theme of the message is the greatness of gratitude. So let's uh, read God's Word together. Luke 17 verses 11 to 19. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting praise God he fell to the ground at Jesus feet thanking him for what he had done this man was a Samaritan Jesus asked didn't I heal ten men where are the other nine has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner and Jesus said to the man stand up and go your faith has healed you let's pray father thank you that we can gather around your word this evening and we can open up our hearts and lives to receive its truth we pray you would bless us as we study it together and speak into each of our lives the word that we just need to hear at this time that will encourage inspire and bless us for we ask this in jesus name amen When the Pilgrim Fathers survived their first hard year in Plymouth Colony in what is now the United States Governor William Bradford called the people to a special service on Thursday 29th November 1623 and the reason he gave was this To render thanksgiving to ye almighty God for all his blessings. That's how the American celebration of Thanksgiving began. Unfortunately, like Christmas, Thanksgiving has also lost a lot of its spiritual um, intensity and reason for being. The trend secularizing the religious uh, goes on apace and thanksgiving just becomes a secular celebration in our day and generation. People today expect to enjoy a certain quality of life as their right. They believe they have a right to employment, a right to housing, a right to wealth, a right to social welfare. Gone are the days when people had a grateful appreciation for the blessings of the ordinary things in everyday life. Life apparently isn't worth living at all if all you've got to show for it is the ordinary. And so in this grasping materialistic age when people discount the ordinary blessings of life there's little sense of gratitude to anyone for anything. Even Christians seem to have lost their sense of gratitude for the ordinary things of life. We've become infected uh, by the selfish, materialistic spirit of the present age. William Temple, who was the Archbishop of Canterbury during the Second World War, wrote, It is probable that in most of us the spiritual life is impoverished and stunted because we give so little place to gratitude. It's more important to thank God for blessings received, than to pray for them beforehand. For that forward-looking prayer, though right as an expression of dependence upon God, is still self-centred in part, at least of its interest. There is something we hope to gain by our prayer, but the backward-looking act of thanksgiving is quite free from this. In itself it's quite selfless. Thus it's akin to love. All our love to God is in response to his love for us. It never starts on our side. We love because he first loved us. Even our life of faith can be selfishly motivated if we're not very careful. When our attitude is what can the church give to me rather than what can I give to the church, then we're showing signs that we've been infected by the spirit of selfishness. When our prayers are more focused on ourselves and our needs rather than others and their needs, we become too self-oriented. How subtle the ploy of the adversary. He robs us of spiritual power without our even realising it. He can rob us of the spirit of gratitude and contentment by blinding us, to the values of the blessings we enjoy day by day. Paul puts it all into perspective in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 to 10. He says, "'True godliness with contentment is itself great gain. After all, we brought nothing into the world when we came, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content.'" Ingratitude goes hand in hand with discontent. If we could learn to be more content and to appreciate the blessings we receive for what they truly are, then we'd be much more grateful. When Jesus met ten lepers who cried out to him for help, he responded to their need without hesitation. He looked at them, says Luke 17, 14, and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. He didn't ignore them. He didn't examine them. He didn't ask them if they repented of their sins. He simply told them what to do, and they did it. Only a priest could declare that they were free from leprosy and permit their rehabilitation. And as they were going on their way to find a priest, they suddenly realised that they'd been healed of their leprosy. Were they delighted? Yes, they were. Were they excited? Yes, they were. Were they grateful? Well, only one out of the ten was truly grateful. As you look at your heart tonight, who do you resemble the most? The nine or the one? The nine who carried on and didn't come back or the one who did turn around? And come back to Jesus. That story, that miracle, challenges us to think about, first of all, the why of gratitude. The psalmist tells us why we ought to be grateful. Psalm 107, verses 1 to 2. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Why should we be grateful to God? First of all, because of his goodness. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. The 19th century British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli was once asked if he was ever embarrassed by his wife having listened to her conversation some people thought she would help her husband's political cause better if she just stayed silent but he replied oh no I'm never put out by that when his friend then began to commend him for his extraordinary qualities putting up with all that he replied not at all I only possess one quality in which most people are deficient gratitude and he explained that in his difficult climb to the peak of his political career while most other people had despised him his wife had always had faith in him and encouraged him and everything else would always pale into insignificance beside his gratitude to her for that psalmist says in verse 1 of Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. God has been so good to us, we should never cease being grateful. James 117 says, Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God. Our father all the things we take for granted in our daily lives our blessings for which we ought to thank God our health our sense of sight hearing touch taste our family and friends with whom we share our lives our church where we focus our worship work and witness our employment through which we're able to provide for our needs And for the needs of others and the many material things that we enjoy in life all of these are God's good and gracious gifts to us and we ought to be grateful grateful to God because of his goodness grateful to God because of his love give thanks to the Lord for he is good his faithful love endures forever God doesn't just put up with us. He loves us as a father loves his children. Psalm 103 verses 11 and 13 says this, For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. God's love is constant and unchanging through the ever-changing seasons and situations of life and that's why we ought to be grateful. An unknown author penned these words. He described God's love as a stream that never freezes, a fountain that never runs dry, a sun that never sets. God says to us Jeremiah 31 and 3 I have loved you my people with an everlasting love with unfailing love I have drawn you to myself so we ought to be grateful to god because of his goodness we ought to be grateful to god because of his love we ought to be grateful to god thirdly because of his grace give thanks to the lord for his good his faithful love endures forever has the lord redeemed you then speak out tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies One of my devotionals uh, had this thought in it, instead of complaining when you don't get what you want, be thankful you don't get what you deserve. Instead of complaining when you don't get what you want, be thankful. You don't get what you deserve are you grateful for the grace of God that has reached down and rescued you from a lost eternity that has brought you into the safety and security of God's family when you think of what it cost God to offer you his salvation to give to you the gift of eternal life is your heart filled with gratitude you think of it penned in the words these words by the hymn writer Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Sadly, many people today show their ingratitude by dismissing God's grace outright, demeaning God's grace by counting other things in this world to be of greater value. Uh, I read a story of a teenage couple who parked in a street in New York City. It was very cold, so they left the engine running while they were sitting in the car. Sometime later, a policeman was passing that car and looking in, he saw that the couple had passed out due to carbon monoxide fumes immediately smashed the window and pulled them out and saved their lives a week later the teenage boy came to the police station and presented a bill to the police for his broken window how tragic when people treat God with a similar kind of ingratitude. We should always be grateful to God for his grace. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 verses four and five, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you now that you belong to Christ Jesus. The grace of God enriches our lives in more ways than we can ever imagine. We ought always to be grateful, that's the why. Of gratitude, grateful for his goodness, his love, and his grace. Then, secondly, the who of gratitude. We've all got cause to be grateful to God. Jesus says in Matthew 5:45, he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. There's not a single person alive who doesn't owe God an enormous debt of gratitude. When Daniel was called to interpret the handwriting on the wall before the king of Babylon, uh, he said to King Belshazzar, You have not humbled yourself. You have proudly defied the Lord of Heaven." You have not honoured the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. And there are so many people who are just like King Belshazzar today. They're worshipping at the altars of wealth and power and popularity and success and pleasure. And while everything's going well, they never stop to think about the God who is their creator and who one day will be their judge. Only when life begins to fall apart and their gods are seen to be an empty sham are they confronted with the ultimate reality of the true and living God who has revealed himself to us in the Lord Jesus Christ when those 10 lepers cried out for help Jesus immediately responded with compassion and love in verses 15 to 18 we read one of them when he saw he was healed came back to Jesus shouting praise God he fell to the ground at Jesus feet thanking him for what he had done this man was a Samaritan Jesus asked Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Even when God answers our prayers as he did for those ten lepers not everyone is grateful. How often does God hear people pray If only you'll help me out of this I promise I'll do this. But when God does help, our promise is quickly forgotten and never gets kept. In the story uh, that we find in Luke 17, we discover it's often the unexpected people who remember to be grateful to God. The implication in the story is that the other nine who were healed were Jews. This man, it specifically is identified As a Samaritan so the other nine had the religious background and they had the spiritual heritage of the people of God but when it came to the crunch it was a man without the background and without the spiritual heritage of faith who came back and who fell at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. The other nine did the religious thing. They went to the priest. But the Samaritan did the spiritual thing. He came to Jesus. Over the years, I've seen a number of young people with all the advantages of a Christian home and upbringing, and they're content simply to do the religious thing. They go to church, they keep up an appearance. Sometimes, sadly, they even drop that. Then I've seen other young people coming with no spiritual background, getting saved and really being set on fire for God. They're the ones who show by their lives a sense of real and profound gratitude to God for having saved them so that's the who of gratitude those who are able to recognize what god has done in their lives and come to jesus and praise god and thank him for what he has done by saving them and finally we see the the how of gratitude how can we show our gratitude to god for the blessings that he has showered upon us the psalmist says Psalm 116 verses 12 to 14 what can I offer the Lord for what he has done for me I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people that one leper the Samaritan showed his gratitude firstly by coming to Jesus the other nine continued on their way we don't know that they ever came looking for Jesus we certainly have no record of them finding Jesus again but that Samaritan he came to Jesus Not only did he come back, Luke 17 and verse 16 says, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. There's the attitude of submission to Jesus. He was acknowledging by his gratitude, uh, acknowledging his gratitude by surrendering his life to the Lord. And if we're really grateful to God for all his rich blessings, and most of all for the gift of salvation, then we must come to Jesus in surrender and submission. I will offer up my life in spirit and truth. So he showed his gratitude in this way, by coming to Jesus, the how of gratitude, And then finally by praising God publicly shouting praise God other people were left in no doubt that this man's life had been gloriously transformed everyone he passed on the road heard about what Jesus had done for him he didn't become a secret follower he became an open disciple And if we are truly grateful to Jesus for dying on the cross for us, then we need to be open and upfront about our commitment to him. Who knows how many others may be reached for Jesus, because we are eternally grateful to God for everything that he's done for us. So are you a thankful person tonight? Is your heart and life filled with the spirit of gratitude does gratitude characterize the way that you live the spirit of gratitude is so important to living life every day with a proper perspective let me just draw our message to a close by a quote made in a book called quote unquote where it says this thanksgiving puts power into living because it opens the generators of the heart to respond gratefully to receive joyfully and to react creatively. May you and I have hearts that are filled with gratitude so that we can respond gratefully to God in every way for his goodness to us, so that we can receive joyfully from him the gifts that he graciously gives and so that we can react creatively to serve our Lord Jesus Christ and exalt him. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to think about this man whose life was completely transformed when Jesus healed him. And we thank you, Father, his heart was filled with gratitude. And he came back and surrendered his life to Jesus. And he acknowledged all that you had done for him father may we in our lives similarly be filled with a spirit of gratitude may we tell others may we declare it may we say so the things that you have done for us help us to appreciate all your gracious gifts to us in jesus name we pray amen thank you for being with us this evening good night and god bless you